Blog Talk Radio. Hello there. Tonight's episode of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, number 193, is brought to you by Dummy, a new web series starring Joe Dallow and Izzy Diaz. Get the white shirt. Get the other white shirt. All right, come on, Dummy. We gotta go, Dummy. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Okay, a couple things. Do not do the donkey jokes. We're gonna try the Brando thing, okay? You got that one down, all right? You got that one down. Hey, hey, Donnie, we're doing this, buddy. Me and you. This is working. Sammy and Dottie. Sammy and Dottie. Sammy and Dottie. Sammy and Dottie. Sammy. Sammy. Dummy, the web series, tells the story of Donnie, who has a difficult time finding the words to express his thoughts, opinions, and feelings until one day he meets Sammy. What is Sammy? You have to check it out. I'll give you a hint. He's a dummy. With Sammy by his side, Dummy begins to... <laughs> Donnie. Not Dummy. Donnie begins to find the courage to speak his mind, come laugh, cry, cheer with Donnie and Sammy as they chase their dreams. This new web series is written and directed and stars Joe Dallow and Izzy Diaz. Go check it out. Go to YouTube.com and search Dummy the Web Series. All right, time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Nice. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Hold the phone. Hey, brother. Just gotta stop, man. We keep having the same conversation. Welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Podcast, episode number 193, streaming and recording live tonight on Thursday, September the 25th, coming to you live from Bayside, New York, and Comac, New York, we do not have New Jersey in the house, as they say. Hi. Welcome to the program. I am one of your hosts. I'm Sam Pete. Hi. This is episode number 193. We're going to talk New York sports nice for a while, and then we're going to talk about other stuff. We've done this a number of times. Fear not. We are professionals. We are professional podcasters. Me and the co-host of this program, we've done this a bunch. We done did this a bunch. We're pros. We're pro jocks. We're on the loop. We're, we're pros. We've given up our amateur status. We've gone pro. That's, that's not true. We're still very much amateur. Uh, welcome to the program. Uh, I am uh, Sam Pete, as I mentioned. Let's bring in the co-host. Let's get right to it. Let's get right to business tonight because Derek Jeter uh, is retiring. Have you heard anything about this? I wish there was something. I wish we could have seen something about this. I don't know. Maybe my co-host can talk, can speak to this because I just heard about this today. It, it was sprung on me. All of a sudden, somebody was like, Holy cow, do you know it's Derek Jeter's last game? And I'm like, who? I've never, I'm sorry, who now? Is that a ball player or something like that? I don't know. 
And he said, yes, it's his last game. He's retiring after 20 years. I said, wow. Are they doing anything for it? Because I, I haven't seen anything. And they said, yes, they're doing a, a, a ton. <laughs> a whole lot. <laughs> so... Hello, friends. The Masters. Ready to unload with Alan and over the program. Brian Couch the Couch of Brian Hi, Steve. Epic. Yep. Let it breathe. Just let it breathe. Shh. Just let it breathe. Yes. Okay. Yes. That is hot action. Hi, what's up, buddy? What's up? Uh, nothing. Welcome to episode one, uh, 193. 193. That's a lot. That's a lot of episodes, I feel like. I'm starting to feel it, too. Like, I'm, I had to stretch a little bit longer tonight. <laughs> yeah, I know. For for one ninety three than I did for like one sixty one. Yeah, one sixty one I was up and ready to go. Like I felt good. I don't want to pull a hammy or anything. This is a big show too. There's a lot to talk about tonight. The Giants are in action as we speak. Um spoiler alert, uh they're they're romping. The McAdoo offense has finally clicked in, so that's great news. Um, Eli Manning is something like 19 of 22 or something, you know, something ridiculous. 19 of 23 with three touchdowns. Larry Donnell, Cal, the Larry Donnell. Larry Donnell. Maybe the greatest waiver wire tight end pickup of all time. Well, maybe. Antonio Gates kind of, well, Antonio Gates was heavily drafted his first. Uh, Julius Thomas last year. Julius Thomas, there it is. I can't take credit for that. I just saw that somewhere, but. Larry Donald uh, does have three touchdowns on six catches tonight for 50 yards and three touchdowns. Pretty good day. It's a good day. And his first name's Larry, which I love. Why? I just love that first name. So, like, ironically, or? I hear my Italian relatives who are Giant fans saying the name. Larry. The Giants are doing it. Larry Donald? Larry Donnell? It's, I think it's Donnell. Darnell? No. Larry Darnell? No, no. D- Donnell. Don- Donnell. It's not Donnell. Donnell? It's Donnell. Is, is that who it is? It's it. Donnell? It's how Mike Francesa says Travis Darnell's name. Donnell. Larry Donnell. No, it's Larry. Larry Ketcher for the Larry, Larry Donnell. Donnell. Yeah. Larry. I can hear my, my cousin Larry who's a huge Giant fan. Cousin Larry? No, sorry, not that cousin Larry. I know, I'm. I just, it's a reflex. No, no. I know. My cousin Larry, with his Brooklyn dialect, I can hear him saying, "Larry Donald, he's doing it tonight." He is. Yeah, tonight he's doing it. So we're we're gonna talk about the Giants. We're gonna talk about the Jets with another horrific loss. Uh, soul-crushing losses. These are early in the season. If they were playoff losses, it would take us years, years to come back from these. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Um, but they have a they have a must win game this week against. And look, I know you hate that every game is a must win game, but it's a it is a it would be really good idea for them to get a win this weekend. When when did I say I hate that? I thought you didn't. What don't you like? Trap game? Trap? I don't like the trap game. Five years. Maybe around one twenty one. Episode one twenty one. Yeah. 
five years, we're like an old married couple now. How do you mean you don't remember this? That This actually came up today because of the Craig Biggio story. Oh, right. Maybe we'll talk to, to Dan and Evan, our buddies Dan and Evan, who are huge Yankee fans and, of course, Jeter fans. Well, we'll see because they got a lot going on, apparently. Uh, did you know about this? I, again, I'm going to stress I have not heard anything about Derek Jeter retiring. They were very quiet about this. News to me, brother. Unbelievable, in, especially in this day and age of social media. News to me. Well, we got to talk about it because I have just been made aware that the captain, perhaps the greatest human being in the history of baseball, is re- no. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it. I'm I'm making fun. I'm making light. I'm pissing off Yankee fans. I don't mean to. Yes, you do. I, a little bit. Maybe a touch. <laughs> Maybe a sconce. Uh, we are without the the Bishop Pigona tonight. Yeah, what's what's that all about? I, this is you know I feel uh, uh, rudderless right now. He's Huey Lewis in the news, man. He's working for a living. Oh, I thought he was heart and soul. No, he's uh, he wants a new drug. Take a flatter. No deep deep cut. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Hold on. Needle scratch. Needle off the record ah, scratch. Huey Lewis in the news. Jacob Louder. Know the song. Can you step sing it? Step. Can you sing I'm it? Gonna, I'm not going to sing it. Just a couple of bars of I Huey Lewis. Rung by rung. That's it. Wow. That is the record bleeding. Well, but but again, you know, we, we're really calling back in the first ten minutes of of one ninety three tonight because that goes back a couple of months when Huey Lewis was playing at City Field and we did a whole thing. We did with Huey Lewis. And Jacob's ladder did not come up. I don't think it did. Wow. Neither did Occam's Razor. Occam's. <laughs> That's the B side. That's the B side. Not as popular. And the producer's like Huey. What are we doing here? This is. This is really, uh, I feel like a little deep for you. I, I think your audience is very narrow for this one. Look, you got a song called, you got a song called Power of Love. It's like a real, or back in time, you know, you're sort of B-side like. to that one was uh, Power of Five. <laughs> right, that's right. Everything you, on the B-side was math. Huey, your, your songs are really pretty on the nose, I feel like, and this is. I signed off on Jacob's Ladder. I signed, I I said, go do, you know, have your little project. But Occam's Razor, I don't, see, we're talking about 12-year-old kids here. I don't feel like this is really going to sell. And you know what Huey Lewis said? If this is it? If this is it, right, Huey. Give us another if this is it. Stick with those. Do you believe in love? Believe in love. Why don't you save save the math for Weird Al? (laughs) The heart of rock and roll is still beating, Huey. In Cleveland. Detroit. San Jose? San Jose. Was it in San? Boston and Baton Rouge. It's in all these towns. Occam's, I don't. I I think that's going to be over their heads. Anyway. um, So he's not here. Not Huey Lewis, but uh, Bishop, Big Donut. (laughs) Lewis isn't here either. Oh. He I hasn't been here for... I make a call. You know, 193 in a row. 
193rd episode in a row, Huey Lewis is not here. Yep. Yeah, man, <laughs> the streak stays alive. I mean, you talk about Ripken-esque. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I wanted to ask you about that soda, though, that you we were uh, pre-showing and we're FaceTiming uh, as we do the show. And you have a soda there. Clearly, you do not live in the city of New York. Clearly, you live in the suburbs. Because well, you no, but, but that's been repealed. You can't get that size. You still can't get that size. Oh, you can't. You go to a movie in the city, they are not giving you the soda. The size of that soda is obscene. It's a Diet Coke. Oh, Can good. I say that? Thank goodness. Thank Can I say that? Because if you're going to drink 52 ounces of any beverage, you really want to watch your figure. Well, look, I needed some caffeine tonight. I was feeling a little bit behind. So it's not caffeine-free Diet Coke? No, this has got a lot of caffeine. Look at the size of this thing. Still with caffeine. Um, it's a medium, by the way. This is a medium. That's not a medium. That can't I, be a medium. I, I promise you. Where? In Lilliputia? Is that where? That's I, for Jennifer? Who is that yeah. a medium for? This is Andre the Giant's cup. That's, yes. No, it's a medium. I asked. I went to the movies tonight before the, before the show. You see? We saw um, Box Trolls. <laughs> True story? That's what we saw. And how was that? Weird. The kids wanted to see it. Box Trolls. Yeah, that's the, uh, you know, Nick you know Frost. Frost is in that. Nick Frost, Simon Pegg is the in boy it. In that. There's a uh, lot of, a lot of, uh, Tracy Morgan, believe it or not. Tracy Morgan does, I believe anything. Why would that be such a stretch? I feel like Tracy Morgan does a lot of. <laughs> you tend to be skeptical about voiceovers. That's a good point. Um, and yes, uh, the kids. The kids. Ben, ben Kingsley, I believe, is ben in that. Ben Kingsley, well. sir. Ben Kingsley. Yeah, please, Cal. I'm gonna take my cap off. Not, he did not spend 25 years in Her Highness's Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts to be called Ben Kingsley. No, or Benny K. He doesn't like that. K. Or as Nick Frost said on uh, WTF, he didn't know what to call him. Like he was meeting him for the first time, so they did this. You know, he did this movie, but it's voiceover stuff, so they've never been in the same room. Right. And he got invited to the premiere uh, in L.A. So he's like, and he's going to meet Ben Kingsley for the first time, and he doesn't. He's like, I don't know what to call him. Do I call him Ben? Do I call him Sir? You know, Sir seems a little, you know. So, so I figured I'd just go with Gandhi. That's what he called him. He said, "I'm going to call him Gandhi." That's good. I said, he's, he's like, I think he'll appreciate that. I'm like, I don't. And of course, Marion was like, "I don't think that's a good idea at all." <laughs> it was it was really funny. Um, how was it? It was weird. Like I said, um, the kids wanted to go see it. They're off from school. For Can the, you uh, little something more than weird? Professional podcaster. No, we. I think we covered this at the top. We did. We We're did. very much amateurs. That's correct. Very much. It's amateur hours. What you're saying? They were all English, British, from. The UK, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> those are all. That's that's what they all were. Yet there was a lot of. It was like it looked like it was set in France. Odd. So that was kind of confusing. Box trolls are, um, exactly what they sound. They're trolls. Sure. That live in boxes. It makes sense. I don't want to. I don't want to give too much away because 
This movie isn't even supposed to, it comes out tomorrow. So we actually how did saw, you, who are you guys? How do we, yeah. How did we know? It's a preview. So you went to the preview, nice. You know what they do? Kids, you know, like with, kids are off tomorrow, aren't they? The kids have been on today and tomorrow for, for the Rosh Hashanah. Happy, right. uh, happy, happy New Year to all our friends. Yep, absolutely. Um, That's the real reason PJ's not here. Yeah, I, He's dabbling in Judaism. <laughs> He's trying he, just, to he, he knew there was a party somewhere, and he just figured it out. Right. Noisemakers and food, I'm in. <laughs> so the kids... And latkes, I'm in. The kids wanted to go. They're off from school. And you know how regular movies when they do their like if it opens on a Friday they do a midnight showing well for the kid uh, section segment they do a 7 o'clock showing they do a 7 o'clock showing the night before smart business you know what they might make some money in Hollywood if they keep this up well they seem to know what they're doing I don't I don't I think they do all right, Box Trolls gets a thumbs up from Cal. I I'm not sure what to make of it. Um, well, you don't have to make anything of it. It's not like a origami project or. No. The eight year old liked it. The eleven year old couldn't quite figure it out. Lukewarm. Yeah, well, nonplussed. <laughs> but they, but they, um, boy. I had to take out a second mortgage to, to feed them. Hey, there it is. Let's get to it, Shecky. <laughs> you got all your you got all your expensive going to the oh, movie material. Let me tell you. Oh, let go of my wallet. <laughs> oh. Well, it was a nice night out with the family. There goes the college fund, but they <laughs> wanted to see box strolls. Do you want a sweet 16 or you want a cookie? <laughs> it's up to you. If you had gone for the large popcorn, there goes Yale. Well the, well, the large was only 15 cents more, 25 cents more. I know. It's obscene, isn't it? It's just right. silly. It was just too much. Just too too much. much. Yeah. But just get the large. You have to, Nobody eats all their popcorn at a movie. Well, we ate all the popcorn tonight. Well, as a team. As a, Yeah, four of us, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like... <laughs> did, yeah. you, did you do what I usually wind up doing? What's that? I'm not an early popcorn eater. Meaning, I let, early in the movie, or right. I let Teresa sort of do her thing. Okay. I know, I know she's going to get tuckered out. We get the big popcorn, and I know I'm going to wind up getting the lion's share of this if I right. just play it safe. So you exhibit some patience. I slow play. All right. So you just nothing. I slow. No, just very. <laughs> there's two problems here. One is Teresa hates my chewing of popcorn in a movie. It's too loud. That's, I believe that. And we are comfortable enough with each other. Took probably about six movies. Probably about six movies in. So we weren't married yet or anything. And um, I hadn't really figured out the slow play thing yet with her. To slow play the popcorn. So I was just at my normal pace, which is ravenous. Because I love popcorn in a movie. Can't watch a movie without it. I can't. Sure. Well, yeah. Literally cannot sit in movie theater without popcorn. Can you watch a movie at home? Got to eat something. It's terrible. It's really terrible. Um. By the way, yes. I have. I hate to interrupt this this banter with some sports. How dare you? Derek Jeter just hit a walk off RBI single. Oh man! At Yankee Stadium. 
that sound you hear is Twitter collapsing on itself. No, I'm, I'm and I'm looking at it, and that's exactly what's happening. Derek Jeter just hit a walk-off single. And, of course, somebody had to uh, text the Hollywood wouldn't take that script. Yeah, they, they would, actually. They've, they've made this movie about 14 times. Actually, it's pretty... Kevin Costner's been in six of them. Yeah, it's pretty much every sports movie ever, by the way. Where the guy retiring with the ridiculous ceremonial situation gets the walk-off hit, actually. Hollywood would absolutely eat the script up. They've made this movie. <laughs> Did anybody see the natural, or did we miss that? That it's you could say whatever you want. It really is hard to believe that this did happen because they were winning five three going into the ninth, and then Robertson actually gave up two runs in the top of the ninth, just so Jeter could hit the walk off. Just so right. Anyway, um, I'm going to finish my my movie story because okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, that was well. Listen, people care about that far more than they do about Derek Jeter. That was rude of me, Derek. Whatever his name is. Is it Jeter or Jeter? I don't... <laughs> you know what? I'm not sure. Is it a long E? Anyway, uh, then we'll get to the sports. Um, the uh, uh, So she had the, the gumption to tell me after about six movies, I chew too loudly. So I slow play now. I, I let her, I just very little bit, very little bit, little bit, let her get all filled up and into the movie. How long does it take? Eh, it's a good 30 minutes, 35 okay. minutes. Then I wind up with three quarters of the bag, which is what I want anyway. Right. I'm a fat bastard. Butter? Always. Come on. And then all the butter's on the bottom. Is this Russia? This is not Russia. Of course I get butter. (laughs) My apologies. In America, right? Still, I feel like? Yes. No. So, uh, (laughs) and uh, she's into the movie. She doesn't hear my chewing as much. Mm. You know, I'm conscious of it. I was pissed. First time she told me, I was like, well, how dare you? Did you ever think of taking her to a movie where you put the headphones on to hear? Considering it now. Now that you say it. Right? Sure. You don't have to worry at that point. She can hear the movie. It's not super romantic, I feel like. But at this stage of the game? That's true. (laughs) What are you going for, romance? Or you just want to eat your popcorn and not have to be hassled? That's a great point. Okay. Let's talk about sports. Um... There's a lot on the agenda. I kind of want to save the Jeter stuff until later to see if uh, Dr. Ray Stat and our buddy Danny, Danny Bacala, uh, give us a shout. Um, yeah, so can we, can we do that? That's, that's fine. And if they don't, we'll, then we'll talk about it then. Sure. Just everybody should know it's going to get decidedly anti-Yankee. So unless they call in. If it's just me and you, it could get ugly. No, I can I can balance it because I'm not I'm not as over the top as you are. I don't think I'm over the top. I think Ooh. you'll be No, no, I think you'll be surprised by a lot of the things I have to say. I think you will. I don't know. No, I, I really think you will. I think you'll be genuinely surprised. The throwing hats on the field. I, did he score 3 goals? <laughs> Somehow he must have gotten a hat trick as he well as walk off RBI. This is crazy. Yeah, it's a unique situation. I don't begrudge the Yankee fans that are there, their experience. I don't begrudge the Yankee fans that are watching it on TV, their experience. 
He hasn't had a walk-off hit in seven years, and he picked tonight. Yes. To, to have one. Well, you just hit on something that I'll talk about later. All right. I'm he, sorry. No, he hasn't had a walk-off hit in seven years. This is the greatest baseball player in the history of, of the game, who is Mr. Clutch and carries himself with the utmost uh, pride and, and is just the greatest player ever. We need to celebrate how he, and this is a quote, changed baseball. Yeah, that's right, changed that's baseball. That's a, that's a real quote from, a, a, from real a human quote. being? That's a real quote. Changed baseball. And is and is this is another quote the greatest hitter of his generation, and probably the greatest player of his generation. These are direct quotes. Hasn't had a walk off hit in seven years. Has won one World Series in the last thirteen. But I'll save it for later. What I do want to talk about right off the bat is the Giants. Believe it or not, I want to, I want to touch well, on. It's not so hard to believe. I want to touch on the Giants because we're Jet fans. We usually talk about the Jets a lot, but I want to touch on the Giants. Well, because they're playing right now. They are playing right now. And also, we haven't talked about them a lot because we've talked mostly Jets for the first three weeks of the NFL season. And I just want to say one thing. Um, and, and, you know, who knows if they keep up what they're doing tonight or whatever. Um, you know, uh, the Redskins scored on their first drive of the second half to make it 24-14. So that might actually be a ball game. But, um, you know, I've, I, I was killing the Giants in circles around town. The Giants are 1-2, coming off a win against a 2-0 and somehow Houston Texans team, which was not very good, and Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they ran for like 200 yards, and, and they really just moved. They out-muscled the Texans, but it was a good win for the Giants because the offense has been so slow coming around that they needed a win like that. Their offense was productive. Their offensive line did a great job in the run game. All these things that they're getting. But I've been killing the Giants. At least their chances of being a good team this year. A lot of conversation. And I haven't really gotten your opinion of them coming into this year on the show or otherwise. So I want to ask you, like taking away tonight's game, and you know tonight's game is is going well for them. What what do you think of this team coming into the season? Why what? are we taking away tonight's game? Because I, I well okay you can because it's not over. Okay. Because they're they're playing well, but it's still a ball game, and you know the the Redskins have the ball, and they're moving on the Giants and. You know, it, it could very well be – they're not guaranteed to win this game. Um, so, what was I, – I had no idea what your feelings were about the Giants coming into this Because you season. never asked. All right, sir. If, listen, if you had just asked me, I would, have, I would have been glad to tell you. I'm asking now. I'll tell you. It's not too late. I'll tell you how I feel about the Giants. You know what I don't like about the Giants is – this excuse about the offense through the first two games when they struggled, it was all, they're still trying to learn the offense. I have a hard time believing that when Eli Manning goes off tonight, that's why I wanted to count tonight in the whole picture. That's fair. You know, because now like all of a sudden they just, they learn the offense. I don't buy that. 
Right. I didn't think that the Ben McAdoo offense um, had anything to do with guys dropping the ball those first two games. Yeah. A lot of, of drop passes. A lot of bad decisions, though, by Eli, too. But Eli Manning's been making bad decisions his whole career. No, that's true. You know? That has, that's, that's not... Um, that's not new. Symbolic of, of a Ben McAdoo offense. So, sure. I, look, Eli Manning is a good quarterback. He makes, he makes a lot of bad decisions, and he has during his career. But he's a good quarterback, and he knows how to win. Right. So... I think the Giants are not as – this is a cop-out. You know, I'm alerting you. This is a cop-out. They're not as bad as they were the first two weeks, and they're not as good as they were in the first half tonight against Washington. Right. Well, the the Giants just picked off Kirk Cousins. Uh, Prince Amukamura with his second interception in as many weeks. So uh, Giants ball, uh, third quarter, about seven minutes and 50 seconds left. I'm not doing play-by-play. I'm just updating you that they are in good shape tonight. They're up 24-14, and they're playing really, really well on the road. And this is a huge game for them because they have 11 days off. If they can win this game in the division, on the road, get to 2-2 two and two on a short week, um, it's a huge game for them. So it's, it's sort of like a swing game because the 11 days off, if you lose, stink. Can I ask you though? Do you buy into they're learning the offense, so you got to be patient with them. You buy into that concept. It's not. I don't want to call it an excuse. It's not an excuse, but it might be a reason for some of their struggles. But do you buy that? That like if they get six or seven games under their belt, they're going to be a lot better later in the season. Maybe. I buy it a little bit with a new offense. I've seen it before with new offensive lines or. Um, you know, maybe a new blocking scheme or something like that. I mean, this is an entirely new offense for Eli. I mean, he's been in the same offense for, what, eight years or something like that? Or, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I could see it taking six or seven games to gel. What yeah. About, but what about the preseason? You don't count that? Training you, camp, you, preseason? You do, there's only so much you can do in the preseason, I feel like, to, to roll it out. Now, McAdoo said hey, bear with us, I have a whole bunch of stuff that we haven't even done yet that we're going to start doing, but these guys aren't ready for it yet, or we're not ready to execute it properly yet. Maybe that's the big unveil tonight, you know, as Eli Manning goes, uh, you know, whatever, he started out like 20 to 25 or 225 and three touchdowns. You know, <clears throat> maybe tonight is the big unveil uh, of, of the extra special awesome uh, offense. And they're down at the goal, you know, they're down at the goal line again against, they've marched down there. Eli's 24-31 for 242. No turnovers. The Redskins have three. This is a huge swing game for the Giants. And I, and if they do win it and they do hold on and win, I got to say, I've been, I was dead. I was dead wrong about them early on. So far, I was dead wrong. You thought they were going to be a bad team this year? I thought they were going to struggle. Yes. I thought so too. I thought they were going to be a bad offensive team this year. Yes. You really? Yes, I, I you, thought. You felt better about their defense. I did. I thought they had a very good secondary, and I thought they had a solid defensive line. Okay. And if Jason Pierre-Paul could rebound, uh, they would have a solid defense. Uh, it's a, it's not a great division, but maybe it's not as bad a division as we thought. You know, the Eagles are three and zero, I think, uh, but. You know, the Redskins last week, that was like a complete punch-up at the wedding. 
with the Eagles. That was like a tremendous game. The Cowboys are two and one somehow. Right. Um, so you know maybe they're maybe it's not that bad. And the Giants, if they win tonight, will be two and two. So uh, all we really need here is another Larry Donnell touchdown. That's what we really need to just con- completely salt the wound uh, of me uh, not really. Ble- I I'm I'm genuinely surprised at their performance tonight and I have to eat crow I really thought Eli Manning would you know he was he was pretty good last week and he's been fantastic tonight so um they get to two and two Cal it's a huge swing game because that 11 days is like I said that 11 days sucks if you lose on Thursday night it sucks yeah uh yeah we know that for a fact well who do they play in 11 days do you know you remember I don't think it's anybody super hard I'm not sure, but I don't think it's anybody super difficult. Not Philly? I don't think it is. Okay. Let me see if I can punch up their schedule. Well, we have 11 days. <laughs> we have some time. So we, we can get to we can get to it next week even. They still won't have played that game. That's, they still won't have won't have played. You're absolutely right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's take it. I I just I'm looking at week 5 of the regular season. Because now I'm obsessed with it. They have the Falcons. That's a good team. That's a good game. Home to the Falcons. Well, still, it's they're no pushover. Yeah. There's not many. There's not many pushovers in the NFL this year. Yep. No, there's not. I I I love the early observation. I got to mention this. The uh, the text messages coming in now, and the emails, and the the Jeter. Jeter Lacio that's coming in right now over text and email for me is is astounding. It's astounding. Astounding how? Let's just say I've gotten four Hollywood would have rejected that scripts. This is not a joke. I'm not kidding. Brian Stevens, who we had on the other day, uh people everywhere. Everywhere. Um are are chiming in with that one. Uh you know, uh, hidden his last at bat. You couldn't have written it. That's why he's the greatest. You know, I almost yeah. I you know, I almost feel like if 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 we got guys that want to talk about this right now and they want to call in, not that they're listening, but <laughs> maybe we just, just maybe do we it. just do it. Maybe we just turn the show over to Jeter. Is that what I, we need to do? Listen, this is this is kind of it's kind of you know we 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 were tongue in cheek about it and. We've had enough of it, but yeah, this is right, kind of turned. Let's have them call in and, and just say this about the Jets: awful loss yeah. again. Oh, the the big question though is the bet. Yes, next you, Tuesday you've lost that bet. Next Tuesday uh, at work, I have to wear it to work. All to right, so, it, so I'm shaving in a mustache. I am wearing a Ditka jersey. He has a Ditka jersey, my buddy. The sweater is $75. Now, if I won that bet, I would buy that sweater for you because I think that would be worth it. It's 75 bucks though. We're trying to we're trying to him for him to buy it. Like I don't I told him I like don't do that. He's a kid. He's you know, he just bought a house. Like don't do that. Uh, I'm going to wear the Ditka jersey. He has a Ditka jersey, number 89, like a pro Bears jersey. And I'm going to wear the white 
buttoned down underneath it, like a collar, white collared shirt underneath it, and the glasses, slicked my hair back, got the dentine, and I got uh, the mustache. I'm going to shave the mustache in. And you are going to be Ditka for the day. I to work that way. Do you have to be Ditka? Do you have to act like Ditka? Do you have to take on his personality and his mannerisms? That's correct. I have to talk like one of the sports <laughs> sports fans. What is it? The uh, I have to talk like this the whole day. That was the arrangement. Wow. I got to be honest. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I was going to say, you don't really lose. There will be pictures. Uh, for, for Just to catch people up, I made a bet on the Jets-Bears game with a buddy of mine who's a Bears fan that I, uh, if, he had, if I had won, if the Jets had won, he had to dress up as Joe Namath for the day. He has a fur coat from his mother-in-law that's sitting in his closet, and he would have had to wear a Namath jersey um, with a fur coat and sideburns that he was going to glue on and the sunglasses and be Namath all day. And if, I, uh, if the Jets lost, I have to dress up as Mike Ditka, uh, replete with real mustache, and uh, actually make my commute as Ditka. So uh, there will be pictures. I lost the uh, Green Bay uh, bet as well. There's a Packers fan at work. There wasn't anything on the line, though, was there? It was. I have to wear a cheese head for an entire day. have to wear it to work, on my commute, all day long. There's no way you could wear the cheese head on the Ditka day also, just to kind of get them all... That would be like, that's sort of like the Middle East right there. You don't want to do, you know, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I those, almost, those are two people that do not get along. I almost hate to ask, do you have a bet for no, the Lions game? No, I don't. And I said, thank goodness I don't have a Lions fan in the office. Somebody said, uh, what, what, what would the bet be? I said, I don't know. Maybe I'd dress up as Matt Millen and come in and make a bunch of bad trades and draft picks. Oh, I'm sure that, that went over well. Yeah, that's what I would do. Hey, it was a good joke, I felt like. Well, so so you lost the bet, but you really right. won the bet secretly. That's right. To be honest. That's correct. But there's 343 Jets too. As far as the game goes. Ditka. As far as the game goes. Yeah. What? Give me your give me your thoughts, man. I actually want to hear your thoughts because you watched it later than everybody, and you said you had a lot to say about the Jets' loss. Really, all I wanted to say is it was like every other Jet loss we've seen for right. five years. Right. And they're not a bad team. I think, can we agree? Would you agree with me that they are not a bad team? They're, I don't think they're a bad team at all. They're not a bad team. They're a talented team. But the problem is... I think they're a good team who's just getting in their own way. I don't... I don't know if I would call them a good team because when they need to make a play, and this is and this has been a thing, and and I heard it, I had the thought on Monday night, and then it was talked about on the radio all week. So I'm going right. to sound like I'm regurgitating it, but they don't ever make a play ever, whether it's dropping a pass, whether it's Gino overthrowing somebody, whether it's them not, con- you know, stopping a third down conversion, or they do stop the third down, but there's a penalty to call it back. Yeah. There's, you know, whenever the only Nick Folk is the only guy. He's clutch. Who's money, when they, right? When they need a kick, he, he usually I feel comfortable he's going to make the kick. But everybody else on that team, for for whatever reason, they just do not make the play when they absolutely need to. I said that it. I said that it felt like a signature Rex Ryan loss. 
in that. And I had texted this to my brother while we were watching the game, while I was watching the game, when it was uh, 24-19. The Jets had made it 24-19, and the Bears got the ball back with about seven and a half or eight minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I said, here's where the Bears march down the field. The Jets can't get off the field. The defense can't get off the field and get a stop when it really needs one. And the Jets lose this game, and they get at least a field goal here. And I said it. I said, this is, write it down. This is a signature Rex Ryan loss. And sure enough, third down and 11, they bring a full-out blitz, and Jay Cutler tosses one off his back foot, and Alshon Jeffrey and Antonio Allen's for some reason playing 12 yards off on third and 11. And Alshon Jeffrey jumps up and makes the catch. Leaps up and makes a catch on a on a, a prayer. Cutler throws a prayer, giving credit for getting rid of it. Right. So that aspect bothers me a ton. When are they going? When is that defense, his vaunted defense, going to make a big stop? When? When does it happen? With the game on the line, when does it happen? They just don't do it. How about Antonio Allen had an interception in his hands? He dropped it. Hand, and it's probably a pick six. He's at the 25-yard line. There's nobody in front of him. In his hands. Last week, David Harris does intercept Aaron Rodgers. It's called back. Or 12 men on the field. I'm not excusing the offense. Obviously, the offense basically put them in a 14 nothing. Well, offense and special teams put them in a 14 nothing hole. Right. But the offense came back. The offense came back in that game. You know, the offense made a game of it. Geno Smith gathered himself and threw another awful pick late. I think he, I think he had a bad game. Oh, so do I. You know? I but, think he had a bad game, too. But it, but and, and yet he had a bad game, and in the end, he's got the ball with a chance to win the game. He's got to make one play, and he didn't make it. That's two weeks in a row. Right. Where they have a chance to tie, they have a fourth down in the red zone, and they don't make the play. And the officiating, a lot has been made of it, and I'll make some more of it. It's awful. It's awful. Of course it is. It's awful. Uh, and and I'm sorry. I know they don't cost them games. It's not the reason the Jets lost or any of that crap. But it's certainly not helping. They had a it's, touchdown whistled back. They had a touchdown whistled back that was yeah. not in the spirit of the rule. Like the, It's the reason the rule was invented. The the official the referee went against the reason the rule was invented, and the rule is you don't blow the play dead because you can never take that whistle back. Right. So if there's any kind of fumble at all, you let the play play out because you can always reverse it, but you can't undo a dead play. It's the it's the reason the rule is in existence, and that that wasn't just a fumble recovery. There was a touchdown. Well, I mean, they're trying to protect the quarterback, but... That makes the game, I think, makes the game 17-16, probably, right? At the time? They were down 17-9. And it's right before the second half. I think it makes it 17-16. They were down 17-6 at the time. 17-6. So it makes it 17-13 going into the half. Right. Uh, That's important, I feel like. No, it's huge. Because then they wound up kicking a field goal on that drive to make it 17-9. Right. Because they, 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 they got the fumble. They didn't right. score a touchdown. No, they didn't score on that drive. 
They did not score on that drive. So then it really hurt them. Yeah, it was terrible. And that, you know, the pass interference call on the first drive and then the non-pass interference call on the last play of the game. Look, again, we could do it over and over again. The keys to this week, is Eric Decker going to play a full game? He's hedging again. It's Thursday. He keeps hedging. I know. Just take the week off and get better. Enough. Enough. I don't want to see him for 12 plays. It disrupts the entire offense. I know. I agree. And then the other thing is, how does G, uh, how does Jeter? I'm all right. How does uh, Geno Smith recover from this? It's a bad game. His first two games, he was good. He had some bad moments, but he was mostly good. How does he recover from having a bad game? You know, the decision to throw that ball to David, and he's trying to hit David Nelson, is a terrible... That disturbs me more than the stupid double screen, uh, you know, first play of the game, pick six, because that's a bad play call. It's a stupid play call. And it's just a, it's just a, a, a dumb... It's, it's not even like a bad decision. It's him throwing to a spot on a play that probably worked great in practice. Right. And he's not even looking. He wasn't even looking to see if the receiver was there. He's thinking, like, there's no way he's gonna, no, anybody's going to be there. The one to Nelson bothers the crap out of me. Because you've got to learn to throw that ball four rows into the, into the stands. You're at the 15-yard line. You're taking points off the board. And you, you, there's nobody open. There were people open. He missed a lot of open receivers the other night, Cal. Yeah, he did. A lot of open receivers. He had a, he had a bad game. His stats are going to make it look like he had a pretty good game. Yeah. He compiled a lot of stats in that game, but he had a bad game. He made, yep. like you said, made bad decisions. He got rattled. Inaccurate with the football on a yep. lot of throws, and he missed wide open guys like just didn't like Curly on the first and ten after the uh, the Salas play. I I thought the game was poorly called too by Morningwood. Morningwood did a bad job. Did you a bad know? job, and he said it today. And you know, I'm tired of hearing it. Then just do it. He said last week after the Green Bay game what he has to fix. Well, I got to trust Gino. All right, then do it. Then start doing it. Well, today he said I got to trust. I got to. I got to do a better job in the red zone. We got to run the ball more in the red zone. I'm giving him too much in the red zone. All right, so then, then do, do it. it. Yeah, but now now he's telling Detroit that that's what he's going to do. Right. So that doesn't help. By the way, Calvin Johnson uh, did not practice the last two days. Right. No, it doesn't mean anything. No, he'll play. No, he's 200 yards on on Sunday. Easy. You know, easy. By the way, Marty Morningwood is is the guy that brought us the defer the kick in playoff overtime. Yeah, yes, yes, we know. Just, I, I know. I feel like I got to remind people. He of had that. a bad, bad moment as a head coach, but that doesn't mean he's not a good coach. I think the more instructive Marty Morningway from the past is his proclivities in uh, Philadelphia to get stupid in the red zone, and yeah. he's doing it here. Morning, or, to, or to go away from the run when you are running the ball successfully and fall in love with throwing the ball. They were running the ball really well. Why is Chris Ivory out of the game? Got to see more Chris Ivory this week. And Den- and Detroit's defense is no joke, yo. Was that um, Street? Yeah. Felt Street. Is it yo or y'all? It might be y'all. Is it mor- and is it morning weg? Morning wig? I morning way? It was Morning Wig, but Joe Caparoso from TurnOnTheJets.com says Morning Way. 
morning and, way. And had him on the show. Right. So I'm feeling like uh, he had him on his show. So I'm feeling like maybe it's morning way. Morning way. Okay. Yeah. Maybe the G is silent. Leave off the G for ground and pound. No. Uh, Oof. Hey. It's not, well, it wouldn't be silent. It's you, you're no. pronouncing a G as a Y. That's right. Never mind. Morning way. The uh, the Giants are destroying the Redskins. What's the score now? Uh, it is thirty-one fourteen, and the Giants have the ball. The road team has struggled in these Thursday night games early, which is why this is even more surprising. So much for the Kirk Cousins experience, by the way. That's one game. I jinxed him. Clearly, it's one game. Clearly, it's my fault. He's 16 of 27 for 215, a touch, and two interceptions and a fumble. Sp- speaking of jinxes, I got Huh? Good job. Good job. There are people literally in certain players probably begging for me not to pick them up. Right. Please, Steve, I'm having such a good year. They have Please. an alert on yeah. their iPhone. <laughs> You've just been picked up by Sam Pete. Oh, man. God. Damn. No, I I wanted to I just I have to bring it up. Did you see one of the most all time jinxes today on Twitter? Anthony DeComo. Yeah. The, the Bach, Mets the beat, one? Yeah. He's the Mets beat writer for MLB dot com, Anthony right. DeComo. And in the game and they're playing in their one hundred and fifty eighth game. That's right. One the afternoon was the one fifty seven, so it was the one hundred and fifty seventh game of the season. They hadn't balked all year. So he tweet a very innocuous tweet. The Mets are on the verge of a statistical oddity. They have not balked all year. They may go the entire season without balking. The next inning? No, no. Two minutes later. Oh, it was the same inning? It was the same inning. <laughs> it was, was like maybe five pitches later. Dylan G. Balks. That's probably like Dylan G.'s first career balk, too. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was just, it was unbelievable. Because Uncanny. Because you have, you know, when there's a no-hitter, you've got two camps. You've got the people that feel that it can be jinxed if you talk about it. And then there are the people that mock those people and go out of their way to try to, you know, just push buttons. And right. I can't affect it. So right. it was, it, this, was, this was more lighthearted, and it was funny. So tonight, he tweets out, all right, Yankee fans, I'm going to help you out. Derek Jeter will not hit a walk-off hit to win this game. No, he did not. He did. He did. That is unbelievable. did it it tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. And sure enough. And Derek Jeter gets his first walk-off hit in seven years. Seven years. That is unbelievable. He should say, you will not win the lottery, Steve San Pietro. You have no chance. Well, that I'm sure people said that, right? Well, that was the follow-up tweet to the Bach tweet. Yeah, it's just like uh, Hollywood would never buy the script for Derek Jeter. No, but but DeComo tweeted, hey, I can't believe it's been a whole year and the Mets haven't given me a million dollars. Right. Well, he ain't getting that. (laughs) You can try to reverse jinx that all you want. Oh, boy. But you ain't getting that money. Yeah, we we, we don't – I can't even with the Mets. I can't. I can't. We we were going to talk about them, but – Go ahead, do it, and then we'll no, no. and then we'll have Evan call in. He's, he's no, ready. To, Evan's ready to call. Let him call in it's now. Just five I, minutes on the Mets. I don't really want to. I think maybe we'll post more to it next year. Okay. Next week. 
next year. Oh, I hate them so much. Next week. We'll post more. Because next week, that's it. They're done. They lost tonight. Their dream of the 500 season is over. So, (laughs) Good job, everybody. There goes that. And we finally found out what the problem is with Travis Darno. Oh, we did. We did. Days of Darno is finally coming to a conclusion. They've been very clandestine about this ailment of Utter, Travis Darno. Utterly so. Right? Like weirdly. Yes. Uh it's his elbow. All right. What's wrong with his elbow? Well, his elbow is ailing him. He's going to get it examined. So he doesn't have like syphilis. No, no, but I... By the way, Kirk Cousins just threw another interception, by the way. Just, that's that's three tonight. Uh, once again, the jinx is up and gone. Good you job. Just, you, have you ever thought of naming your fantasy team the jinx? Only that team. Only my work team. My my Our league team, I'm very, very good. I have a rich history of success. That team's very, very good. Right. My jinx is in my work league. I am just the mush. They give me my tickets ripped up at the track with that team. <laughs> like they give me, they when I draft a player, it comes with his MRI. <laughs> like I get an MRI, a free MRI with every player that I draft. Like you're gonna want to, you're gonna want to take that. Um, but yeah, yeah. just through another one. The um, the Giants D has five turnovers tonight. Five. That's good. Uh, yeah, good for them. Hey, the, so, Giants are, the Giants are going to get to 2-2. Two and two. This is a really good win for them on the road. The offense has been dominant. Um, the defense has been dominant. This is uh, all cylinders clicking against um, you know what is probably a pretty good Washington team, or at least a halfway decent Washington team, but it's an interdivision win. It's huge. It's a great win for the Giants. Let's see if they build off it. You know, Atlanta's a team they've owned, too. They have owned Atlanta. In the playoffs, and they have owned Atlanta. So, let's see. You know? Um, all right, we're going to have... Are you there, Cal? Yeah, oh, yeah, I was just waiting for you to finish. I'm sorry, I feel like I lost you there for a second. I've been here the whole time just waiting for you to finish. You've been here literally the whole time. I, you've been sitting right here. You've, you're looking at me. And you have nothing to add about the Giants' monstrous win tonight. No. What I wanted to add is that I'm 64% certain that Travis Darno is going to need Tommy John surgery. 64% certain? Yeah. That's an odd percentage. Well. How did you – can you give me the calculate Occam's razor? Can you give I, me the calculate the math? I, I can't. What's the formula? Huey Lewis in the, the News. What's the basis from Huey Lewis in the News? I don't know his name. I thought the sax player was the big mathematician. The guy with the, guy with the sideburns? Sideburns. Looks like a vampire. <laughs> Looks a lot like a vampire. You know who I'm talking about, right? I do, of course. Yeah. Um, no. Let me let me ask you. Uh, it's it's his throwing arm, then. That's what you're telling me. I would imagine so. Why couldn't it be his other arm? They haven't. Um, He's a catcher. Uses that arm as well. No, they haven't revealed what it is, but I'm you know. You're guessing. I've been watching this team a long time. It's Plewicky time, baby. It's a good thing. The Plewick. This is, hey, look, once again, Sandy Alderson proves this is why you don't trade people. Anyone, ever. This no. Is why you don't trade anyone, ever. Depth. 
depth. That's right. Only depth. All right, this is it. You know, he's here. He is here. Dr. Erase test is unavailable. No, that's not true. He is available. Let's bring him in on uh, Jeter Day. Happy Jeter Day, Ev. Let me correct you. Isn't it Jeter Month or or year? It's Jeter Year. Um, <laughs> hey, welcome to the uh, the program, buddy. How are you guys? How are you? I'm good. This is the latest I've been up uh, in about two or three years, maybe. Outside of your sister's wedding. You were up late at your sister's wedding. Yes. Yeah, well. That's recent. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you, man? Uh, thanks for uh, calling, Ev. We love you. We, we, you are our uh, most well-respected uh, uh, Yankee fan. Uh, well, I hope I'm at least tied with uh, with Nello. Not tied with him. He, no, no he, we respect you much more. Much more. <laughs> that's because I'm on, right? That's correct. Yeah, we tell him the same. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay, very uh, good. The more important thing is we'll respect you both in the morning. Um, <laughs> and so, look... Let's let's talk about this. We, we we've talked about what happened tonight. Derek Jeter hitting a walk off uh, single uh, to win the game for the Yankees in his last game at Yankee Stadium, his last at bat at Yankee Stadium. The improbable circumstances of him even getting that at bat as Dave Roberts blows a a two run lead in the ninth, and Dave Roberts has been pretty money all Not year. Dave Roberts, Dave Robertson. Robertson, sorry. Not Dave Roberts, who stole a very important base against the Yankees in 2004, leading to the greatest comeback in the history of baseball. Um, in the playoffs. Uh, no, Dave Robertson is okay. who I'm thinking of. Okay. Uh, so he blows a save. Well, I, we didn't see the blown save. Ev. How did the save get blown? I didn't see the blown save either. Did Robertson do it on purpose? He did it on purpose after the game. He said that he he just wanted we, to give Jeter his yeah. moment. Right. Can we get Robertson gate going, please? <laughs> Possibly. Blown save we'll gate. Wait Keith, we'll wait till Keith Oberman's next uh, segment. <laughs> yeah, he might go for that. Um, so, well, let's let's talk about the lead up to uh, tonight and Derek Jeter's last game. And um, you know, Ev, Ev, I'm curious. We talked about this a lot on the show over the five years that we've been doing it. Even you know, when you were a regular fixture on the show, we talked about it. And that is, Derek Jeter is the same age as us. Yes, he is. In fact, I remember when he got drafted, we were on our pretty much making plans towards college, and I was saying. Wow, I would much rather be uh, headed towards a Yankee, uh, you know, training camp and uh, getting ready to be a Yankee shortstop. Yeah, I actually did. I was doing, um, I was doing an internship. I did my internship at Fox Five Sports, and that was 1994. Was he drafted? When was he drafted? 94. No, 90, he was drafted 92. in 92. 92. He was drafted right. in 92. So I did my internship in 94, and he was in the minor leagues, and Mantle died when I was doing my internship. And he had actually, like, uh, come to Yankee Stadium or something for the day or whatever, and so we had all this B footage of this kid, Derek Jeter, right. who was going to be the next great Yankee or whatever. And he was really just a kid, and he was, he was uh, you know, poised and unbelievably sort of sort of yeah, said all the right things then, you know, there he was at Yankee Stadium and meeting Mantle and all this kind of stuff and like he was he was this unbelievable sort of figure then. So we hey look, we're the same age as the guy. We've we've yep. literally grown up into our adulthood. 
you know, Absolutely. we did, we obviously we obviously all didn't play Major League Baseball, but he's as close to a contemporary that's playing in the game that we can that we relate to because of the age. That's all. Not right. And also New York. Like we we here, yeah. being from New York and living in New York, we've seen every step of his career. Right. You know, you it's also. <clears throat> It's also, you know, you look at sports now, it's very hard to look at the people playing as younger than us. I can't look at like, uh, you know, like a Julius Peppers and say, wow, that guy's younger than me. It's hard to do that. And, and pretty much now Jeter's gone. That's pretty much everyone's younger than us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, what I like to do, uh, it's, it's a silly thing. I don't know why but I picked Julius spring, Peppers. I <laughs> that was my next question. Where did that come from? No, what I what I I'll just, do is I'll, like a big dude. He's big. Yeah. What I'll do is I'll take the I'll take the spring training invitees in February. <laughs> and I, no, I'm serious. And I throw I I go onto like Yahoo and you can sort it by like every team. And I'll throw it into a spreadsheet and sort it by date of birth just to see who's left that's older than us or our age. And really? this year, this year I think there were maybe seven or eight guys. That's crazy. That went to spring training that were that were older than us. Yeah, it's it, crazy because Jeter, Jeter basically he was drafted when we were going to college. He debuted when we were graduating or in in our you know year of college actually uh, last year. It's, uh, it's it's crazy. It's crazy to think that that uh, twenty years he's been around. Like you know, you look at him and you don't you don't think that he's forty. No, not at all. I don't look at myself yeah. that way either, though. Well, you go. That's true. Now, Ev, but but Ev, and I'm being serious. I'm, none of this is smug or intended to be snarky at all. We love baseball. The three of us love baseball. We love our teams. We've been watching it all our lives since we were little kids. The guys that we watched as little kids were, you know, are unbelievably, you know, I idolize like like Keith Hernandez is is you know a, a different guy. Like I would meet Keith Hernandez now. I'm a 40 year old man. I'd be like Hernandez. <laughs> that's right. You know Keith Hernandez. Um, but I would meet, if I met Keith Hernandez tomorrow, I would be like, oh my, like I wouldn't be that way of meeting David Wright. I wouldn't. Right. You know what I mean? Because Keith Hernandez is a different sort of idolatry. That's an age thing too. That's of course it's an age like what you think about. So I'm wondering where Jeter fits into that because Jeter sort of almost transcends that. Like Jeter is a contemporary. We didn't root for Derek Jeter when we were eight years old. Right. You rooted. You rooted for Derek Jeter from the time you were 22 to now or 21 yeah, to now. That's a good point. And yet, if you met him tomorrow, you'd be like, "Hi, just I really think." You know, like you, you, of course, you'd have the idolatry and the and the sort of uh, the panic, you know, of meeting this guy who's he sort of transcends that iconic uh, classification. You know what I mean? Like he's iconic no matter how old you are. That's true. And it's it's look, I've been poking the bear a ton about the Yankees, and I happen to like a great deal of what Keith Oberman said. But one of the reasons I liked a lot of what Keith Oberman said was not because I don't respect Derek Jeter or I don't think he's a great player or I don't think he's a once-in-a-sort-of-generation player because of everything that comes with him. But it's everything that comes with him. 
it's the five World Series. It's the fact that he's a Yankee. It's the fact that he played in New York and is the captain of the Yankees. And, and the Yankees have been a dominant team in his stretch. That lends to, I think it, it, it has to play a bigger part or a bigger consideration in why he's a first ballot Hall of Famer and why you know the teams are where the Yankees are wearing a freaking patch on their shoulder while he's still alive and why they were going to retire his number before he finished playing you know like that's the sort of thing that's like well okay you know it's just gotten to be for non-Yankee fans I think it's just gotten to be enough it's it's like okay we got it okay we got it I don't have to be moved by this you know, like I respect oh. Derek Jeter to the nth degree. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a and uh, for all the other things he's done, he's a sort of once in a generational ball player. Absolutely, but I don't have to go along with all this. It doesn't make me a bad baseball fan either. It really doesn't. You know what was this hard escalated about it? quickly. <laughs> yeah, and I want to. I want to. I want Evan. I want to get your thought on this too because. It reminded me a lot of I draw the parallels to Barry Bonds. In that, I mean, not that Derek Jeter did steroids, but the, Barry Bonds was the best player in baseball, and that wasn't good enough. He had to he had to do something illegal to be legendary. Like Derek Jeter is great, and he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and and he is as as great as as we want to say, but like to some people that it's not good enough that he's that great. Like they got to make him godlike. And that's the piece that just, you know, it just got to be too much in the last couple of days. Well, I mean, listen, you guys are coming from a different place. You just are. I mean, let's be honest. If this was a homegrown Met for 20 years who won five world, four, you know, five world series with you guys, It'd be different. It just would be. There are people that are a little different than me that are very happy to do all that and happy to watch every moment and buy every piece of um, merchandise that came out in the last month. Um, I think it's a little much. Okay, I, I just think I think when you idolize any type of celebrity or sports star that much, it gets a little crazy. But I, I think when it comes to athletes today and this particular timing with the NFL and the steroids and all the stuff that's been going on. I, I think that's I think that really plays into why this has been such a big deal. I think it's more than Derek Jeter being a good guy or being a great player or even a Yankee. I think this particular timing is what made this so much more because there are very rare situations where a player like this you know uh manages to be very good, seemingly a great guy, and clean. It's just very hard so right, exactly. No, I, I, I understand why he's being feted the way he is. And and I think to your other point, if this was a Met, if this was David Wright, okay, let's say David Wright plays another eight, nine years and they somehow win three World Series in that time, right? And David Wright, uh, you know, goes on to get, you know, 3,000 hits or whatever, okay? Let's just say, you know, he's 31 years old, whatever. He plays nine years. They win three World Series in that time. He's clean. You know the kid is clean. He's done everything the right way. He's a great kid. He's an ambassador for the game and all this stuff. 
and the Mets start doing, which they no doubt would, what the Yankees are doing, um, and you say, well, we would feel differently about it. Well, I think we would feel like you feel about Derek Jeter right now. But I think if all this was going on and the Yankees had lost for nine years and hadn't won anything in forever and you were in New York and they were doing this every day with David Wright, you'd probably be like, okay, all right. Yeah, we, we, we uh, it would be. I absolutely would be. That's my point. I think it's a but little that's different all, but spot that's all we're, from. But that's all we're saying. We're not saying he doesn't deserve the adulation that he's getting. We're saying simply because we're not Yankee fans probably – but, but what I'm saying, Ev, is I'm being told that I'm a bad baseball fan because of that. Or I'm being who's told, tell, not by who's you. Who's telling you that? You. Who's telling you? But it, I'm saying who's telling you that? It's very much out there. Met, Met fans or people that say anything bad about how much has gone on are being told to shut up and are being a, told. Come on. Who's, who's okay. doing that? Is that a story this week? I haven't heard anything like that. Well, it's, it's, it's all over social media. It's all over. I, it's all, go look at my Facebook page. It's all over. I mean, if, any, if anything, if anything, I thought I've I've heard more people starting this past week to talk about how underrated or how much too much coverage it is than I have people you know criticizing you know, Met fans for not laying down and uh, and praying towards the God of Jeter. I just haven't heard that. I guess you have. I don't know. Well, I'm the Met fan that's getting it. Yeah, so right. I've heard. I've heard. You know, when I on my cousin's post where she said enough with Derek Jeter, and I said, look, I said it's not that he doesn't deserve the adulation. I said it's just enough right now for a non-Yankee fan. It's okay, we're tired of it, and right. I got destroyed, destroyed, destroyed. You wish you had a player like this. You wish you should. It was basically bowed down to the altar of Jeter. Yeah. And 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 I think it's sometimes hard for you to understand Ev because you don't do it because you're not that type of Yankee fan. But it, it's and, – and it's fine. That's a minor part of this. The major part of this to me – or my big question to you, Ev, even on our conversation today, and you as well, Cal, oh. is, is was there not a point in all of this where Jeter goes upstairs and says, enough? Like take the patches off the sleeves? Or, or you know, like we, I got it, okay, you know. Or the other night when they're paying, you know, people are paying like whatever three thousand dollars to take a picture with them, you know, like a ticket. Like, there's some point where Derek Jeter goes upstairs and is like, "Haven't we have we done enough here?" I, I, listen, I, I don't. I think you're expecting too much from him there. I mean, it's what it's like the kid. It's like the person who gets a surprise party thrown for them and then starts complaining to everybody. Because uh, it's being thrown for them. It's just oh shit. No, it's uh, basically uh, come on. You know, it, it, the 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 people are throw. Are, you know, what is he supposed to do? He's supposed to say stop this. Stop. He can't, like he can't go upstairs to the Yankees and say, look, the patch is a little much. I'm no. uncomfortable with that. He can't do that. Derek Jeter can't do that. Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Who who? Derek Jeter can't go upstairs to the Yankee PR department and say, look, the patch is a little much. I'm uncomfortable with the patch. No problem, Derek. They wouldn't say no problem, Derek. They would say, "Go f yourself, old man." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, if Derek Jeter went upstairs and said, "Go rename Center Field Monument Park to Jeter Park, Jeter Field," <laughs> and I'll give you another day, the Yankees would do it. This has to be the angriest podcast talking about Derek Jeter tonight. I can guarantee you that. No anger. How can you tell me that's not true? 
I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that 100%. I think I think you I think you're coming from a different spot, a different position and it's hard to 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 talk about this. I really do. Because I I I think it's he I think he's a special player. I definitely agree it's been a little much too much coverage. That's me. There's many Yankee fans that disagree with that. I think there is they hold a special place in their heart for him and they like every minute of it. For me it's a little I just get a little overwhelmed with anything that's this much. It just he's not he's not a you know a a fireman or, you know, people that I, I believe are true heroes. He's a ball player. He's a great ball player. I, I love him. But, All right, um, so now, now that being said, you watched what happened tonight, right? I did. Okay. I, I can How honestly was- also tell you this was the most, and, and this is the place I'm in right now, this is the longest uh, game I've watched all year. That's right. And we've talked and about that, And it was probably six, six or seven innings, yeah. So you, wa- so you watched how the game ended and, and yeah. just – you know, the, 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 you couldn't have script ending. How was it though? Like now you're coming from a place where you're a huge Yankee fan, you're a huge Jeter fan, but even to you, it's been over the top leading into tonight. Now you watch what happens tonight and how was it? It was amazing. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I didn't know what I'd feel going into the game. I watched the beginning of the game with my, with my son. We watched a couple innings. He was teared up. I was shocked by this because he, he just couldn't understand that he was not playing anymore. He just didn't get it. Really? He was getting all sad about it. Yeah. And um, I started to get a little emotional about it, just thinking about it. But um, And then you know, as the game wore on, it seemed you know seemed great. And I fell asleep at the eighth inning when he blew the save. And I woke up right after he blew the save, just because uh, I'm old. And uh, <laughs> you know, I saw the last inning, and it, it was it was pretty amazing. I mean, for some, I can honestly tell you there was no doubt in my mind he was going to get a hit. There's just no, I mean, I'm sure most people felt that way. Right. No, he's he's, very, he's, yeah. he's had the flair for it. He's always had the flair yeah. for it. But uh, I think, but you know what? And Steve, because we, we, we were talking today about, we compared him to other guys yeah. of, of similar ilk and what makes Jeter different than other guys that have played their whole career with the team and, and have similar numbers. And something like what happens tonight is part of what makes him different. I'm a Mets fan saying that. But, but that's yeah, part I think, of what makes sense. Steve, you might argue makes... that he's had more opportunity than anybody else. Almost no, in the I history of the game. I, I mean, he, he has, but he's got to make the most of it. You know, and he's made the most of it time and time again. So, you know, no, I mean, he's... Being provided the opportunity is not his fault. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I know. He's, he's been provided the opportunities and he makes the most of it. And those situations throughout the course of his career, have come up and and he's capitalized on them and he's been, uh, he's risen to the occasion. And I think that's part of his lore. I think that's part of, um, I think so. you know, uh, what makes him such a special player. And, um, you know, we were talking about comparisons and stuff. I think that's one of the most interesting things about the phenomenon of Derek Jeter Right now is that, and somebody brought up a great point to me about this, and it was like, look, nobody's going to remember the fact that the Yankees got taken over by Steiner Sports for a season in two years. Nobody's going to remember it. You know, it, it, it doesn't make a difference. People are going to buy their stupid crap, and that's going to be that. No one's going to remember it. They're always going to remember Derek Jeter for the player he was and for what he did tonight. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter that the Yankees have, in the words of Mike Francesa, you know, sort of not been classy about this or gone too far. Um, 
it doesn't matter. In two years, nobody's going to remember that. In five that's years, true. when he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame, it's not going to make a difference. And that's probably the reason Jeter didn't go upstairs and say anything, is because it has no effect on his legacy. And I will say this. If there was a guy who was ever concerned about his legacy, he's there. He is, and I don't, I don't begrudge him it, but he's always been very concerned about how he's perceived publicly and his legacy. That's fine. I don't blame him. Would it be awesome if he just turns into this crazy like uh, a statement machine? He starts like <laughs> talking his mind right. all of a sudden, and he's like a total like scumbag racist or something. Right. I mean, there's, there's two things that probably every Red Sox fan hopes that happens. One is that he turns up on a list. That's number one. Like number one is he turns up on some sort of steroid list. That's the dream. But I think number two is that he suddenly gets, like, really outspoken after his playing career, and he's, like, a ridiculous racist, like a bad one. Like, not even, like, a borderline one, like a really, like a, wow. Wow, Derek, wow. Um, that would be the dream. But I, what I was going to say, guys, is, is, and this is what makes, to me, interesting baseball conversation, is... And this is why I always bring up Pidgeo, because, yes, Jeter has 400 more hits, and that's significant. And that probably in and of itself makes him a first ballot Hall of Famer. But if you take Derek Jeter, the exact same career, and you put it in Kansas City, are we, are we doing – or is Nike making commercials? You know, well, is, is, is Gatorade making – you know, like, well, are we I doing the same thing? Just the player, just that player. I think there's a chance if he if he was in you know five World Series and made plays in the playoffs, and there's a chance, but certainly not as much. I mean, they did it for Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken broke the most unbreakable record in the history of sports. Of sports. No, it's, Cal, it's, you're Cal, right. Cal, New Cal York Ripken's thing not, plays a big Cal role. Ripken's, Cal Ripken's not sixth on the all-time hit list. Cal Ripken broke the most unbreakable record in sports history, in All right. professional sports. All right, fine. Scratch it. <laughs> I withdraw. Well, you can't do it. I mean, Cal Ripken. Yeah, no, no, no. Stop. Stop. I'm withdrawing. <laughs> I'm going to ask another question. All right? Fine. Forget I said that. Yes. Shot holes in that one. If does does Jeter have his five World Series in Kansas City? That's the real question, and that's so the that's what I'm asking you. Right. No, that's a question for you. Answer me. I understand that. I'm saying there's if if he does, right. Evan, like Evan just said, if he has the five World Series, we might still be doing this. I don't think as much because like New York this. definitely that's brings it up a notch, but I think there's a chance he is is if getting commercials and revered very highly. If he has more than one, Vigio, as you said, one, there's no chance. There's no chance we're doing this. There's no chance. No. He goes down. He goes down as a Hall of Famer because he's sixth on the all-time hit list. But that's it. He's he's you know he's Chipper Jones or he's somebody like that. He's getting a nice send-off at ballparks everywhere. He's Chipper Jones. That's perfect. He's getting a nice send-off at ballparks everywhere. There's no chance he's getting this. No chance. The question that I had earlier, if if Biggio has Jeter's career, right? Yeah. 
and you, you replaced – Jeter is in Houston, and Biggio is here in New York. Jeter should have been in Houston, by the way. Right. Yes, they should have. They passed on him, right? Still never. And, the, and the, uh, the scout famously quit about it, right? Yes. Yes. Yep. One of our favorite. We told that story. It's a great story. That they he said he said if you don't draft him, I quit. They didn't draft him. Yeah. So you but think they so you think Phil Nevin, right? Phil Nevin. Phil Nevin, yeah. Yep. Of course, five other teams passed on him too, but still. Of course. You take Biggio and his stats and put him in New York with the five World Series, with his stats. You don't you don't give him Jeter's stats. You give Biggio. You take Biggio and what he did in his career, and now he's a Yankee with five World Series. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, he's, and he's Craig Biggio. He's a guy who never in trouble. He's Craig Biggio. He's clean. Yes. The only, all you're doing is, is you're taking him and you're putting him in a Yankee uniform and giving him the World Series. You know, gave good interviews, never a clubhouse guy, was the captain of his team. Does he get this? Yeah, probably. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Now, he, he probably, we're talking, yeah. now Biggio doesn't, Biggio doesn't have the crazy cutoff play against the A's in 2001. And he doesn't have the home run against the Mets in 2000. He's Craig Biggio. He doesn't have all of the Jeter stuff. Right. Because his postseason numbers are actually not that good. Biggio. Biggio was in the postseason a lot. Yeah. Comparatively. And his postseason now, I think he's only like a 234 hitter in the postseason. Um, so he doesn't have the Jeter iconic plays. Right. Then maybe I mean, it's not. everything. It's the, everything. The, I mean, that's it. The Jeter iconic plays sort of, and you know what? In no small part of this is him staying single this whole time. <laughs> it's it's a part of it. It is absolutely a part of it. Really? I have seen it in because he was like a playboy in New York, but without being a playboy, nobody ever heard anything about him. He was never on page six, you know, or very rarely or whatever. Yet he was single this whole time, and I have seen this in several places. I'm not making it up. It's because he was married to the Yankees. And I have seen people say, I bet you Derek gets married in like a year or two, you know, because he couldn't possibly now. He was so dedicated and married to the Yankees. No, that's not I, it at all. I, I said, this guy is chasing down Wilt Chamberlain-esque numbers yeah. in, in the tail department. I, uh, I don't giving, think he giving, wanted, out, uh, I, giving out Yankee gift baskets gift yeah. bask like crazy. I don't think he wanted to settle down with it. But I think that plays something into his lore, Cal, because he's a mystery. Yeah. Evan, do you know anything about Derek Jeter? As a person, you mean the person? Of course not. But do, do I know anything about any of these guys? I don't think I know anything about any of them. I know far more about David Wright than I do about Derek Jeter. Far that's more. That's crazy. How, what do you mean that's crazy? I know far more about De- Derek David Wright. Far more. He's much. He's been much more. I mean, this is not a knock on Jeter. This is what he's done. He's cultivated an air of mystery around himself for his entire career. Have you ever heard what you consider to be a genuine quote out of Derek Jeter's mouth? Before tonight. Why? What did he say tonight? I th- he looks like he had a lot to say tonight. Wow. So he waited 20 years. And in his last game at Yankee Stadium, he finally said something candid? Good. I'm not, I'm not sure why that's, why that's almost like a grade against him, that he basically... Instead of, instead of, instead of avoiding, he, he kept the media on his side instead of uh, trying to be a soundbite. It's a grade for him. I'm saying it's a grade for him. But I don't think part, because, I, honestly, I don't know where you're getting this from that you think you know David Wright more. I don't get that. I don't understand. Just because have, he, he talks a little more freely in the media? 
have seen interviews where he's been candid. I have seen interviews where he's been emotional. I have seen interviews where he's been angry. I have seen. I have read about his personal. I don't think. I read about his personal life. I know he's getting married. I know he's got a wife. I know. I knew who. It's much more candid. This but is it not is possible that this is this is possible that that's the way he is. He's just a blah type of boring guy, Jeter. I'm saying maybe he's just not. You know, everything I've ever heard about people that met him says he's he's just not an interesting guy. You know what I mean? I've actually, you know, we've had people over the years that we know that have had girls, uh, you know, girls, no girls that date him and met him personally, and that he's he's just not a great guy to hang out with. There's not much to say there. Right. But but that's not I'm, I'm not I'm not bringing this up as a knock, Ev. I'm bringing it up as part of the yeah, no, no, I know. sort of lore of him. It sort of lends to his, his the mystique of Jeter. You know, the, the, you've heard beat reporters say nobody really knows the guy really well, and that's not a bad thing. You know, it's smart. If you can be that great and be that famous in the biggest city in the United States and be the biggest athlete in town for 20 years, and keep everybody at a safe arm's distance, and keep your life, man, congratulations. That may be his biggest accomplishment of all time. That's true. He was the biggest star in New York in sports for 20 years, and nobody knows a blessed thing about him. Good for him. I've said this before. I will say it again. Has... Any sort of venom that you're sensing is not about Derek Jeter. It's not. There is no Yankee I have ever respected more. There is no, uh, uh, as somebody who played baseball, we've all played baseball, the three of us. We all know how to play the game. We know how we were brought up to play the game. He does it. This is unbelievably cliche, but he plays the game the right way. He always did. If there was a kid... Or if you know my kids someday, I will point to two players, David Wright and Derek Jeter. That's how you play the game, and that's would, how you carry yourself. Would you say that he gets it? No, he's got an edge though. He does have an edge. <laughs> Definitely got an edge. There's probably a couple of them. No, he doesn't just get it. That's the truth. He he is and has been a complete model as a baseball player. You know, and 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 a lot of that transcends his actual stats. Most of it does. Yeah. Well, the intangibles, right? We always talk about the intangibles. Yeah. I mean, and we're not mocking it. That's that's what I believe. That's what distinguishes him from the guys that we were talking about earlier. Smart. Yeah. And I. So I. This is nothing to do for me personally with Derek Jeter. I don't hate the guy. In fact, quite the opposite. I hated playing against him because he always killed the Mets. And, but I have nothing but respect for him as a baseball. Nothing. The utmost. My only problem with any of this has been how the Yankees have handled it. Not even Yankee fans. Yeah, it's over the top. Knock yourself out. You know, it's the it's how the Yankees have sort of monetized and capitalized on this. And then it's just being told by Yankee fans like, "Well, you don't get it. You're a Met fan. Your team sucks." Well, okay. No, I, 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 I said from the beginning it's been too much. Unfortunately, this is the world we live in. That you know, every single group, corporation, thing they're gonna they're gonna strip it as much as possible to make as much money. So I think best, it is. Best Jeter memory, uh, Ev. All right, uh, let me. I, I tell you what. Give us give us three. He's had too many. Twenty years. You've been watching this kid 
guy, man, every day for 20 years? Hmm. Give me three. Give me the three big, the the big Dr. Ira Stat big three Gina Mo, moments. I think the Jeffrey Moore home run is, is the biggest. Do you feel like that announces him, sort of? Yeah, I mean, I what? think that was the biggest moment that I can remember. It's such a turnaround moment for the Yankees as a franchise, yeah. too. Really yeah, is. totally. I got to say... I mean, the flip, of course. I mean, I, I, I remember, as, a, as an infielder, someone as a baseball player like all you guys are, to, it made no sense for him to be there. Like, yeah, right. I couldn't envision a situation where, as a shortstop, I would run over there. No. I would, I've never done that in my entire life. So <laughs> it's just the most heads-up play I've ever seen. Right. It's a, it's an unbelievably indelible play at a big moment. That's the other thing, guys. Yep. He has big plays at big moments. Yep. How about he, the how about the catch against Boston diving into the yeah, stands? Diving into the stands. Yep. That's the other one. The home run against the Mets. That's the killer for us. See, that's the one I remember because the Mets had just won Game Three of that series. They just got back in the series. They were back in the series, and it was like, we, we might be able to get back in this thing. And, like, the first pitch of game four, he hits a home run. Yeah, it was, I think, the first pitch off Bobby Jones. It was. I was like, oh, man. Any, any. He got calm about it, though. They, they had broken up uh, an 11-game win streak or something that the Yankees had in the World yeah. Series. and That was a huge home run. I think, gosh, I don't know. It's 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 stupid for a Mets fan to say it. I love the flip play, but I didn't see the flip play live. I'm trying to think of live. You know, I've watched so little Yankee baseball over the last 20 years. How about his 3,000th hit was a home run? His 3,000th hit was a home run. There he is. There is, there he is again. And his last at bat at Yankee Stadium of his career, he gets a walk-up base hit. Walk-up. Like, he, he, he has a bunch of these. He has, he has more of these than most hit players. seven years. And he gets one tonight in his last at bat at Yankee Stadium? That's it's. I I disagree with the idea that Hollywood Hollywood wouldn't buy the script. They absolutely would. Um, but it's it's it lends to the guy's legacy. So now, uh, Ev, I have one more for you. What happens now for the Yankees? Like next year? Like you watch very little baseball now, right? Mm-hmm. So what? What now? So now Jeter retires next year. They have still have to share it. Does A Rod come back? Like what is? They're not making the playoffs for the second consecutive year for the first time in fifteen years. Or no, I'm sorry, twenty twenty one years. Yeah, I said it last year. Uh, there is there is nothing to look forward to right now as a Yankee fan. There isn't. There is nothing in the farm system coming up. There's nothing on the horizon. Um, a, a caller on the fan today uh, on on the Francesa basically said, you know, they're entering a, a recession and possibly a depression, and I think that's very accurate. This there there has they haven't had a very good farm system in decades. So a lot of I don't know what the problem. I, mean, I think it's I think it's going to be a pretty bad couple of years. I think they'll probably throw some money at some players like they did with CC Sabathia. They'll be respect you know maybe respectable, but. You can't win that way. You just can't. It's not possible. You have to. You have to build. Now, are you are you at 
are you at the point in your fan situation where Jeter not being there will have an effect on how much you watch and no. or it won't have an effect. Okay. And slash no. or. All right, part two. If the Yankees are not as good over the next couple of years, will you watch less? Will your watching be to me, contingent upon how good they are? I'm glad you asked that. It's not about the Yankees not being good. I, I need that to be known. It's 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 just I'm I'm at a place right now with the kids and life that I yeah, sitting down and watching a whole ball game is just not where I'm at right now. But I follow every day. I read the paper mm-hmm. every day. I'm 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 as knowledgeable as I always was. I just don't watch the games as much. It has nothing to do really with you know Jeter not being there or the Yankees not being as good. And you know believe I, I think I'll I'll be back into it one day. It just hasn't happened right now. Um, so I don't think that that's I don't think him retiring is going to change that. Who do you give to John now? Who's the player? Because that's well, what this is all about, right? Like you know, you you talked earlier about John John getting choked up or whatever your son, and like, man, that that hits me at home. Like I think of watching baseball with Wesley and how much he loves David Wright and stuff like that, and maybe David Wright's last game you know, someday and watching it with Wes and, you know, having him, you know, get choked up. It's the same thing, Ev. I appreciate that. Um, sure. What goes on with John now? Because it's... It's a great it's, it's a great question because he asked me, well, what are we going to do? Who are we going to root for? And I said, well, you know, so something, will, something will come up. You know, so a player will take his place. And he goes, I, he, he looked at me and he goes, and I, honestly, I had no response. I, I just kind of moved towards bedtime. He looked at me and he goes, Boy, I hope Ichiro doesn't retire. <laughs> I mean, I had I. I mean, he's he's gone next year. I'm saying to myself, I I, I couldn't have that conversation tonight. Not nah, that's too much in one night. This yeah, is too much. Same kid who picked out a biography of Yao Ming this week too. <laughs> yeah, yes, he did. <laughs> Starting to see a yeah. bit of a pattern develop here. <laughs> Um, in terms of the players that he likes, and and I I I love I, I love the fact that. Look, we we're trying to give baseball to the to the to the boys, right? So we're trying to make sure that they, you know, Cal, you and I have talked about this a bunch with with David Wright and Wesley, right? Like, there's not a lot to root for with the Mets. Yep. But at least they have David Wright. Like, I can take Wesley to a ball game and yep. have him watch David Wright. Well, you have much more prospects to root for. You have you know much more exciting young players, Matt Harvey, a lot of. There's a, even though you know uh, they're taking bows in front of a mission accomplished banner uh, this week when they rehired Sandy o- or uh, Terry Collins, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. going 79 and 82. Great job, everybody. Um, there are like you know Wesley's locked on to you know Degrom, like he loves when Degrom pitches. Sure. You know, or, or like you know, and we went to see Degrom live, and he was like, that guy's got long hair and he's awesome. You know that kind of thing. Who does I I I wonder for the Yankee fan, and I've seen this a, a little bit too. Like, who do you have the kid lock on to? There's nobody. <laughs> well, I'll tell you though, he Ellsbury. Ellsbury's going to be around for a while. Ellsbury's a nice ball yeah. player. Sure. He's not, yeah, a Yankee. He's, not, he's, not a, he's not a homegrown Yankee though. No, he's not. Well, obviously, um, if you can remember early on, who John's favorite player was, and that was A Rod, of course. And he's he coming. remembered he remembered he'll be back next year. So uh he was pretty excited about that. So that's awesome. 
I think the Yankee fans should be excited about A-Rod next year. <laughs> I really do. I don't mean that in a Steve Summers type of way that it came out. I why not? Why not? Why can't he's got to be? He's got to help the line. He hasn't played in a year. More than that, a year and a half. That right? always that always works out. That always works out. But we're talking about an exceptional player. Oh come on. A Rod was not an exceptional. I mean, I know he wasn't no, when no, he got no, this. No, 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 no. Of course, but he's thirty nine. He's been banged up for three straight years, pretty much. And uh, there's, there's no reason to believe that he's going to to be <laughs> what he was. Maybe he's clean, and now he can regain his uh, his form. I just I I can't wait to see that locker room next year. I can't wait in spring training when he comes sauntering back in, the Minotaur just come. Well, you know what's going to happen. Hey, They're going to throw like a, a thirty-year contract at Max Scherzer, you know, like just a ridiculous contract at him. Yep. Uh, to solve all their problems. It's not a bad move, actually. I no, mean, I, I love I love Scherzer, but your contract's not a great move. But the the ten-year, you know, two hundred. <laughs> Twenty-five million they're going to give him, it'd probably be a good move. They need they need pitching. They really do. You can't go into that, and their their hitting has been atrocious as well. But you can't go into the next season with Tanaka and a prayer. Mm-hmm. Now, I know their pitching has been good this year. Their starting pitching in a patchwork fashion has been really good this year. But eh, that team, you got to get Scherzer actually. And Lester. yeah, no, I'd love I'd love him to get Scherzer. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think you make a big pitch for Lester. If you're the Yankees. No. I could see them going after both. Yeah. But I think Scherzer's your guy. I don't know if I love Lester and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, he'll be out there. You know, they'll they'll be doing it. Well, Um, you know, know, Matt Harvey was at the game tonight. So maybe they'll just go get Matt Harvey. (laughs) He's going to be a Yankee anyway. Everybody knows it, Cal. Well, Harvey and Tulewitzki now. Why else would they go to the Yankee Stadium? Because they want to be Yankees. Harvey went tonight, really? Yeah, he was there. Good. Why not? I think that's Does that great. bother you? It no, does. It doesn't oh, bother me. It totally you. bothers you. Me? I think, yeah. I, it would does bother it? me. Why, 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 why am I joking? Why does it bother me? <laughs> why wouldn't he be there? Well, why would he be there? Because it's a huge moment in New York sports. Why can't he go? He's not playing tonight. Team's on the road in 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 uh, DC. He's not traveling with the team. It's an iconic moment for an iconic baseball. Why not? You, I'll tell you, man. The Mets needed a guy like Harvey so bad. They just did. I'm sorry. When he comes back healthy, they need a guy like him. He's he's a lightning rod a little bit, but not in a bad way. Absolutely. You need a guy like this. A guy that basically just says, "F it, get on my back. I don't. I'm not listening to anybody. Let's just do this." I, I love him. I, I couldn't like a pitcher more than I like Matt Harvey. Especially with their ownership. The fools and yeah. idiots their ownership is. Yep. They need a guy Absolutely. who's like, you know what? You guys are stupid. I don't care. I'm going to do what yeah. I want. Yeah, he's basically that unbelievable guy in high school that w- basically when the coach would tell him something, they would just be like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, no, no, I'm good. And the coach is like, okay. <laughs> he's, 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 I'm keeping it. Because what you, what you told me is stupid. I'm not doing it. You know, you know what, what you said is stupid. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this baby up. Thanks you for having to... me aboard, guys. Hey, stick around; you get a final unload, kid. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. No, thank you, Ev. We need you're the to... you're the guy we wanted to like. Seriously, we wanted to talk to you tonight because this is it was 
It was Big great. Deal. I'm gl- I'm so glad to to share this moment with you guys. Yeah, and you know what, Ev? I don't. I uh, I do want to say one thing. Seriously, like I came off as all pissy and stuff like that today. I um, I'm not. I'm not argumentative about this. I'm not trying to be argumentative um, at all. Seriously, about about Jeter. I have the utmost respect for the guy, and I I was never once saying today while we were doing all the player comparisons and stuff. It was strictly out of interest. It's interesting to me to see a guy who's had a similar statistical career, but isn't Derek Jeter. And isn't doesn't have five World Series championships and doesn't wasn't the MVP of one of those World Series and you know what I mean like it's it's a big part of his story you know that that separates him that's what separates him from Craig Biggio or Robin Yount or you know other players that are in the Hall of Fame or going to be in the Hall of Fame that are statistically similar to him what separates him is he is Derek Jeter he is the captain of the Yankees. He has five World Series rings. He was an MVP of one of those World Series. And that's it. Those other guys don't have that. So it doesn't matter if you know, Craig Biggio has 125 more doubles than he does. It doesn't make a difference. You know, It was never to say he hasn't earned any of it. He earned all of it. That's true. And, 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 and he does he, have a higher war than Craig, Craig Biggio, just for Keith yes, Olbermann's sake. He does have a higher overall war, yes. Yes. Well, and a higher offensive war and a, and a, and a better defensive war. He's not a better right. defensive war. He does. Craig Biggio is minus nine and Jeter is minus three. Okay. Craig, Bigg- Craig Biggio played three different positions over his 20 seasons, so can't really take That's that. That's true. Into. It's not a fair comparison. He he was an exceptional ball player. I have nothing against Craig Biggio. I'm just saying you can't take that into account this, with Craig Biggio. You can take it into no, account but, with other but, but Olbermann did make a big deal about his negative war, the defensive. Well, he made it. He made a big deal out of his negative war at shortstop, compared to other shortstops. Right. Not compared to other people at other positions, and he does have the worst defensive war of any of those players. Which would matter if anybody cared about defensive war. Exactly. And by the way, I got it backwards. Jeter has the worst defense for. Yeah. <laughs> he does have a better offensive war, though. Yes. Now, I think he's 77 overall. I think Pidgeot was like 65-8 or something yep. like that. Yep, yeah, 71-65, yeah. Yount was 77, actually. Um, but anyway, long story short, too late. Uh, oh, the bishop is here. He's here. Oh, come on. The bishop is here. We have to, hi. We have to say hi. 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 Good night, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> we had to say Drop hi. Start the balloons, start the music. Here we go. Dr. E. Ray Stat, final unload. I'm going to miss all the Met fans who get to say Derek Jeter. In a condescending way, but uh, in all seriousness, uh, a great show tonight, guys, and uh, thanks for having me on. Thank you, brother. And we will still say Derek Jeter, by the way. That'll never end. Uh, PJ, final note. I don't care for baseball. This has no <laughs> effect on me. <laughs> Good game for the Giants tonight, though. They got 36 interceptions. It was amazing. 
That's because I have Kirk Cousins in my Cal final honor. Hey, congratulations, Yankee fans, and congratulations, Derek Jeter. Yeah, and my final note is the same thing. Congratulations, Derek Jeter, from uh, a Mets fan. I know I, I probably do speak for Cal. We have the utmost respect for you. Um, that's how you're supposed to play baseball. All right, for Brian Calvi, I'm Steve Sampietro. For PJ, Big Bishop, Dona Cachopo, and for our buddy, Dr. Ray Stad. Thank you, Evan. Uh, join us next time on Ready to Unload with Count Pete. Next week, go to www.rtvsports.com. Go check out the website. It's been redesigned. It is hot. It's so hot. Wow. <laughs> Good night, Cal. Good night. Sandy Alderson. He's an outfielder. He's an outfielder. I knew Sandy it. Alderson. Three more years, Cal. Mission accomplished. Yes, we can. 